Welcome to Stuff We Love Podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Stuff We Love Podcast. I am your host, Scott, and I am happy and honored to welcome back to the show returning champion and frequent guest, Alex. Alex, how are you tonight? I'm doing well, Scott. Thanks. How are you? Doing great. It's it's wonderful to have you on the show tonight. We're going to be talking about a whole bunch of fun things. Uh, we're going to be talking about Peloton and working out and our recent experiences. Going to be talking a little bit about music like we always do and a whole bunch of random topics if that works for you. Absolutely. I'm super excited for this episode. It's going to be great. Absolutely. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, let me begin by asking you how your fall is going. I know it's not officially fall yet, but it's kind of like fall. It's kind of like fall. You know, I really like when I get up in the morning and it's kind of cold outside. It's mm-hmm. a nice, it's a nice change up. It, it, it's that transition between August and September where it's like starting to get cool out. Um, it just puts me in a good mood. I like it. Yes. So it's going well so far. Yeah, it's interesting because in the Northeast, it's kind of it still could get very hot during the day. The past few days has been very humid, almost Florida like in the afternoon when you go outside. Yeah. But then come five or six o'clock, the air has a chill to it, which is perfect for fall. Yep. Agreed. I love it. I was excited today because I went to a local farm to buy some fruit and they were setting up pumpkins for the Halloween season and they were in these big Charlie Brown pumpkin boxes. It was very cool. Yes. I can't wait for Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. Favorite holiday. So um, do you, can you think when you were growing up, what's the best Halloween costume you ever had? Oh my goodness. I, so when I was younger, I was obsessed with the wizard of Oz and my grandma used to make, she used to hand make every single costume. Um, I think I pretty much made it through the entire cast. Wow, okay. But my favorite was the Tin Man. Okay. It was so, super, super cool. What about you? I just remember going around wearing a mask of like a, a robot face and a hologram eye. And I wore that mask over and over again. And then when I was in my 20s, my friend and I went trick-or-treating because we wanted to see if we would still be able to get any candy. And that mask still fit me. And what do you know? I got candy. That's amazing. Me and my cousins used to go in. So we used to go to their neighborhood to trick or treat because everybody would give out full size candy bars. Okay. So we would do one lap and then we would all switch costumes and then go again. Wow. And see if we can get more candy. And it always worked. Wow. Um, So that was always a fun little tradition. That maybe I shouldn't share with the public, but it's that's okay. You were you were in costume. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So (laughs) it's an audio podcast. So no one even now knows. Amazing. But uh, it's funny because there's such buildup to Halloween. And then when Halloween night arrives, it's, it's, you know, it could be like any other night, but it just feels different. You know what I mean? I remember trick-or-treating and just walking in my neighborhood where I grew up. And there was a guy just going for a walk. He was literally exercising at like eight o'clock on Halloween night. And he was walking by himself. And because it was Halloween, it freaked me out. Even though if I had seen that any other night, I wouldn't think twice. So Alex, every time, I shouldn't say every time, but most of the time that you've been on the Stuff We Love podcast, we always end up talking about Peloton because you and I both use Peloton very frequently. It's a big part of our lives. And our listeners also have an interest in fitness tips and exercise, which I'm looking forward to hearing about is the fact that now you have been to the New York studio and taken live classes on several occasions. Yes, it is so crazy. 
especially for people like you and me and listeners like you and me that are very into it and, you know, just really have the motivation and drive to keep going with it. Um, it, it was really, really awesome. And that's coming from, I've never been to the studio. I wasn't even in the studio pre COVID. So it was completely, completely new to me. So tell our listeners about the first class you took. So the first class that I took was actually my 1700th ride with Emma Lovewell. Congrats. I Thank you. Thank you. I really wanted to plan that milestone in studio. I, I actually, to be completely honest, didn't even plan it. It was kind of one of the one of those things that just worked out. And I was like, well, I could stay off the bike for two days if I'll make the next ride a milestone. Um, and for our listeners that don't know, and I don't know if actually you know this, Scott, but I've done every single milestone with Emma in a cycling class. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. And it's just something that like I, I just kept going and I was like, well, if I'm if I'm here, why not? So when you go in, you're not allowed to go into the studio before, like, sorry, let me backtrack. You're not allowed to go into the studio unless you have a class booked or unless you're on the wait list. Um, so you have to arrive like 45 minutes before you check in and then you have time to like go to the locker room, explore, hang out. You can shower. You can do whatever you want before class. You can shop. Of course, I bought some Peloton Studios merch because Correct. I can't help myself. Um, and then about a half hour before the class starts, you go in and you get on your bike or your tread, you adjust it. And it's kind of like just go time. And it's, it's kind of a surreal experience. Like they just run in, the instructor runs in and everybody goes nuts and they talk to you for a few minutes and then class starts. But I think I blacked out for like 40 minutes out of the 45 minutes that I was riding in studio. So my first question for you is how big is the store? It's pretty small. It's like, I don't really have anything to compare it to, but it's kind of just like a little alcove in mm -hmm. like in the, at the studio, there are places where you can hang out. There's like a little juice bar and like where you can buy coffee and stuff. Um, and it's kind of just like an alcove over there. There's like a small women's section, right. small men's section. Exclusive merch to the studio. Yes. So they have Peloton apparel and then they have, Peloton Studios, New York stuff as well. Mm -hmm. And at the coffee bar, there's a barista there making coffee drinks. No, I think it's just like basic cold brew. I see. And mm -hmm. stuff, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And I don't know if they're going to add to that or anything like that, but there are like pre-mixed juices and stuff. You can get granola and yogurt, um, just like little a la carte items. Was there a lot of interaction between the Peloton members? Did people introduce themselves to one another? Yeah, actually, I met quite a few people from a lot of different places. This one not person just locals, I met, not just locals to New York. No, actually, oh. more. I feel like more people came from out of town than wow. locals. Do you remember some of the uh, states that people were there from? Yeah, so I met. Um, I that it, when I was doing the cycling class, there was somebody that came from Philadelphia that morning. Wow. Um, they got on the train at like four a.m. because it was like a nine a.m. class. Um, and then in the tread studio, I met somebody from Maine. Okay. There was somebody from Texas, if I'm not mistaken. Um, a lot of West coasters as well. So wow. it was, yeah, it was a bunch of, I met a bunch of different people, um, that seemed to have quite the traveling journey to get here, which is cool. So when Emma entered the studio, that was the first time you've ever seen her. In, no, it was not the first time you saw her in person. You saw her at 
you've seen her in, uh, you've seen instructors pr- prior to this in person, correct? I did at the Tune Day book signing. Right, that's or what not I book signing. I'm sorry. Um, at the Tune Day book talk, but right. I didn't see, I didn't see Emma. I saw mm-hmm. Olivia, Robin, Camilla, and Rad. Okay. At the Tune Day thing, and I just truly happened to bump into them as I was walking in. Um, and then yeah, so that when I when I was in the studio, that was the first time I met Emma. It's the first time I took a live class. But it was really cool. Did you find that in the when the class began, because you were there in person after being at home for so long on the bike, was it a did it take you a few minutes to settle in? It did. It's so funny because I'm I'm normally not focused on output. Like I think it's of course it's really great when you have a PR and you you just get that like surprise PR or you're really pushing for it, right? And today you're just like, I really want a PR. Um But normally I'm not focused on, oh my gosh, like I got a hundred less than last time or whatever, but in the studio, it's so much different and it takes a minute to get acclimated. Like it took me like three or four times to get my bike right. Um, because of course it starts at like whatever base they, they set it at, I guess when Mm -hmm. they clean the studio and you know, after that, it, it wasn't really that bad. Cause I guess you're just so focused on what's going on in front of you. At least me, I was like so engrossed in the whole live experience that I didn't really care how I did or what was going on, but it definitely took, there was definitely a difference in output and not, not in like a negative way, just something that I noticed. Sure. Um, and you know, every bike is different. Like the resistance in the studio was, it felt a lot lighter than my bike at home. So like a 60 resistance was like a 50 in the studio as opposed to like my 50 that I have. At so home. you thought the bike at home is harder than the bike in the studio? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and then after the class, what happens? After the class, the instructor, she, she like said a few things like, thanks for coming. And she thanked everyone. And then you like line up and you get to take a picture with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and chat with them for a few minutes. And it was really cool because a bunch of other people from Team Lovewell were there. So we took a group photo with Emma. Wow. Um, and she was really, really nice. It was just nice to meet her in person. Um, we we interact on social media sometimes. And, you know, I've done every milestone. So it was nice to be recognized for that, for sure. Wonderful. And then you went back for a walk plus run class with Kristen Ferguson. Is that correct? It was a 45 minute R and B run. R and B run. Oh, not not a walk push. Okay. Yeah. R and B run. Yeah. And how was Which that? Which was also a milestone. Oh, good that, for you. Like it just it just worked out that whole week. Um, it was my 250th run. I had previously run like a six mile run for the running program that I'm a part of. And I was like, oh my God, I'm never gonna make it through this run. And I got home super late the night before Mm. I was at an event and like, it was just such a crazy mix of things that happened the night before. So when I got up, I was like, Oh no, like I'm not feeling my best. Um, But I, I don't even have the words Scott to describe the energy that Kirsten Ferguson has in studio. It was like instantly it was, it was just so awesome. Like it was so she's so good with the the words of encouragement and just hyping people up and and so is emma i mean they're all i've heard such great things about every instructor in studio and and i'm not saying that emma was not like that 
in the least, but there are 30 something ish bikes, I think in the cycling studio. And there are only 16 treads. So you're like really wow. kind of close. Very intimate. And, very intimate. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, and again, like the bike was amazing. Emma's energy. Amazing. Being in there with a bunch of other people was so amazing and having so many milestones, but there was something about being in the tread studio with just like 15 other people where it feels like you're with 15 of your friends. Wow. Um, and then add Kirsten's energy on top of that. And it was just awesome. It was awesome. This is in Hudson Yards in New York. Is that where the studio is located? Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it was. Congrats to you. I mean, it's another a um, another milestone on your Peloton journey to do an in-person class. I know that Joe and I have been talking about going in and we're (laughs) the only hesitancy really is that we at home, we're just drenched in sweat on the bike or tread, whatever we're doing that. You know, it's so funny that you said that because I, I mean, you've seen my photos with the instructors, of course. I was dying in the cycling studio when I, it was so hot. Yeah. I was mortified and I was in the front row and I was, all I could think about was like, oh my God, I'm dripping sweat. I, what am I going to look like for this photo? And then at the end of the day, it's kind of like, you don't care. Like it's really just about being there and everybody's in the same boat. Right. That's true. It's not like who's um, the weirdo with the, you know, in the corner oh, yeah. over there. That, not, no. not like that. Um, not at all. Well, that's wonderful. And so you're going back, you have more classes booked. Oh my God. I think I'm going to be there like every weekend for the next two months. Wow. I have Allie and Emma coming up on the same morning one is at seven one is at nine apparently i was feeling very bold (laughs) with those um and then i have a bunch of bex runs and i'm really excited because yesterday i booked a bex run for october which fingers crossed is hopefully a halloween one oh yeah Um, good call yeah i mean i don't know there's no guarantee but i'm i'm hoping so and then i have a kirsten walk plus run Mm mm-hmm and a Selena Samuela walk. And I have a Cody Rigsby, which I'm really looking forward to. I feel like this is inevitably leading one day to you, me, Joe, and others being in a class in the studio where the entire class is we made have of, to. of us. We have to. I think we just need to find like 10 other people and rent out the tread studio, if that's even possible, for yes. like one of our birthdays or something. Yeah, that would be, be something else. That'd be amazing. As I'm recording this, I'm picturing in my mind what that would look like and all the things that could go wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It'd just be amazing. Um, But I think that me, you and Joe need to, we need to figure out a way to book a class. That would be, that's funny. Uh, By the way, just an announcement for what it's worth. I'm watching this uh, Yankees game right now. Of course, I'm focused on the podcast. I I don't want you to think I'm not focused. (laughs) But Aaron Judge just hit his second home run of the night. That's home run 57. Of the season for him. So he's on pace to break, wow. break Roger Maris's record. Pretty amazing. That's um, insane. You know, it's interesting, Alex, because I was thinking about my fitness journey. And that's a word we talk about a lot, journey. And I, it really is a journey. It's, it's not something, I'll say it like this. It's kind of hard for me to articulate what I'm trying to say. But when I started out on the Peloton journey, I was grossly overweight. I was severely obese. My numbers were terrible. And I thankfully dropped my weight, my numbers improved, my tone improved, I increased muscle. 
And then weight came back on, not anything like I had before. And I was handling my weight better. And it was a lot of muscle too. I mean, so I was, it was very, very obvious when I would look in the mirror, I'd see this, but I'm sort of like in this point now, like we talked about on other episodes where I'm not losing that much weight, but my workouts have been stellar and I eat pretty well. I admit that I'm looser than I was, but I don't eat badly. Like when I look at the full picture weekend, week, weekday and weekend, I'm not eating badly. And I've kind of reframed my whole thinking when it comes to working out in the sense that I'm not focusing as much on the weight. Of course, I would like to get the weight down and I'm working. Uh, yeah, I'm still, that is a goal, but I'm doing it because it's good for my body. That's why I get up and I do the Peloton and it's good for my tone, good for the muscle, hopefully good on the numbers, on blood work and all that stuff. And you can't get caught up in the weight because also I look at how I'm eating and yes, is every meal perfect? No, of course not. But I eat so well. I really do full picture that I'm I'm trying to go easier on myself. Be, be kind to myself, in other words, is what I'm saying. Does that resonate with you at all? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, your journey has been amazing. And just watching it and being, I mean, a loose part of it. We do. We've oh, you're, only you're been in maybe, maybe one or two classes together, but well, by chance. Um, but it's inspiring, Scott. And you look great. You. And and it's it really is paying off. And and you can tell just how focused you are. And I think that what you just said completely resonates with me, right? Like I used to be so focused and not even, I'm not even trying to make it about like men and women, but like as a woman, obviously in, you know, I'm a young woman. I, I think you just get so wrapped up in social media and what you look like and your appearance. And I right. very much used to be focused on like, oh my gosh, I need to lose weight or I need to lose this much weight or I need to look like this. And then when I really took a step back and I started Peloton and as you know, I, I got injured and it was a whole big thing. Um, so I was coming back from an injury, having those, you know, body image thoughts. And I think it helped me just along the way, hearing the instructors talk about like body image and positivity and the way that you eat and how you have to fuel your body and how you have to correctly fuel, fuel your body. Um, and you know, I think it's just, as I took a step back and focused less on the weight and less on, you know, only eating specific foods or only mm. eating healthy all the time. Um, that's when I saw results, right? Like, so it ended up not being, if that makes sense, like it, it wasn't about, wasn't about how much I was doing or what I was eating as like, as much as it was about you know, the, the quality and the content of the workout. Right. So in other words, if, if I'm hearing you correctly, what you're basically saying is by continuing to have good workouts and just adapting a healthier lifestyle in general, without worrying about any one particular meal, just a general holistic right. lifestyle approach. That's when you saw things kick results start to kick in. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because if you, if you focus so much on, on the weight aspect of it, I think it kind of holds you back a little bit. At yes, least especially me personally. if you're putting on muscle, because right. some of that is so the the muscle weighs more than fat, so you're going to see the number that may be higher than you like, but you can't really interpret that and figure what right. that means because some of it is muscle. Uh, one thing I am doing and making a very conscious effort for on my eating is to really go hardcore with the protein. I'm really going hardcore. So when I do my strength training, I always have a protein shake afterwards. That protein shake is sixty to seventy percent of my daily protein goal, according to nutritional standards. And then 
I'll have chicken, I'll have salmon, and I'll keep piling it on. And I don't feel bad about that. I don't count calories really. You know what I mean? Because that's where you see the tone in your body start to change, the muscle increase and so forth. Definitely. Yeah. And since I've done that, I've definitely seen a positive change like in my muscle definition and just the quality, the overall quality of my workouts. I think Mm -hmm. when I, I, like, like I was saying before, when I started focusing less on, oh my goodness, I ate ice cream tonight and I ate ice cream two nights ago. And I ate like at at that point, I'm just like, as long as I'm getting the protein, like, you you know, and you have to to live. You have to live. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yes. Totally. Um, And my workouts have gotten so much stronger and especially running. I am, mm -hmm. I am very big into the the running right now. As you know, that's great. You're becoming an amazing runner. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I just signed up for my first marathon today. I'm freaking out. Where, what marathon? The Martha's Vineyard Marathon. Wow. When is that? Next May. And how many miles is it? 26.2. So uh, if you enjoy that experience, and even if, actually, regardless of that experience, you should consider Disney marathons. I want to do the dopey run. Yeah. So badly. I just have no idea how to get into it. And we need to talk offline about it. And if you have any have any tips or tricks or friends, but I may have um, to bring in a um my friend Scott, who's been on the podcast a bunch. Um Epscott is his uh Twitter name. Um that's awesome. And uh he has done run Disney events many times. He's one of my closest friends, and he could advise you on that better than I could, just because I'm not a run Disney expert. Well, I definitely need to hear about it. The um, um there's one other thing about Peloton I was going to say. Oh, yeah. So I've also kind of gone into the workouts in a much more relaxed frame of mind. So I'll give you an example. Last week, I did a 60-minute ride with Hannah Frankson, an EDM ride. 60-minute awesome. rides are tough. And I'm like, yeah. you know what, Scott? I'm not going to go max resistance. I'm going to go get a good workout. Don't go crazy. And that's exactly what I did. I really cooled down on the cool down parts of the ride. Like if the let's say the range was 25 to 35, maybe I went 25 on the resistance, right? Mm-hmm. And even during the high resistance parts, sometimes I reached the max, sometimes I exceeded it, sometimes I was below it. At the end of the day, I burned 600 calories on that ride. I was drenched in sweat. It was an amazing workout. And I didn't finish where I normally do on the leaderboard. I was lower, but I don't care because I know I'm having this unbelievable workout experience. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And that has been- my mentality. I, I don't know if it was after COVID and just feeling like I needed a reset on my fitness journey. Not that I needed a real reset, but I, as, as we were talking about before, I felt very out of it. I just wanted to get right back into it. And I think as I, I was kind of forced to ease myself back into things, that's when I started to adopt that mentality of like, okay, well, I don't really feel great today, so I'm going to take it a little bit easier. But even if I'm like, as long as I'm sweating and I'm moving, it's right. more than, it's more than not doing anything. Totally. Um, true. And I told, I, I just finished a hit run maybe like an hour ago with Kirsten Ferguson. It was live and I already ran today, but I really like being consistent as you know, with like live rides and I'll pick like two instructors for the bike, two for the tread. I'll, I'll kind of spread it out across the week and it kind of, just makes my own, like makes your own schedule for you, which is great. Um, right. but I already ran this morning and I was like, I don't really 
feel like I can go 100% in this hit run, but let's see what happens. And I literally walked every single recovery and I sprinted at like 10 miles an hour during the sprints for a minute, 45 seconds, whatever. And the whole time Kirsten was like, if you're not walking the recoveries, then you're not really pushing hard right. during during the hit sections. And I was like, well, damn, I, now I don't feel guilty for walking. Right. Absolutely. Um, but I'm you know, like remember I do that, that for all these for my future <laughs> experiences. Yeah, no, I always walk on the tread. You have to. I mean, that's the whole point of the hit and and getting used to it. So, but no, I totally adopt the same mentality. It's it's a good one because it relieves all the pressure. Take the rests, and just mo- moving your body is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Um, we we have a lot. We have other stuff to talk about too. Even though we could probably go for two hours about this. I oh, just totally. want to give a plug. Have you taken any tread classes with Jocelyn? I haven't. I enjoy, I I enjoy her classes immensely. Um, they're challenging, but accessible. And there's mm-hmm. some which are really challenging, like intervals and boot camps. But I find her classes, for lack of a better word, they're a vibe. You know what I mean? They're just kind of like R&B that. classes, especially. I, I really enjoy her classes. So uh, check out, like she had... I think a live Motown walk. And again, it's like that, that class is easy in a way. I shouldn't say easy, but more accessible, but yet you sweat. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Yeah. And another, I know we're, we're uh, going over our allotted Peloton time, but um, I think what's cool about the tread too, is that like, I mean, I have my standards. I take Kirsten. I take Jess. I love Jess's boot camps are mm-hmm. insane. They are so challenging, but at the end, you're like, oh my God, I just did that. And that was amazing. Um, I love John Hosking. I think he's great. I I mean, I think all of them are great. I pretty much take everyone. The only ones I don't take live are obviously the ones that are in German. (laughs) Um, I mean, I could, but, um, but the, the one good thing, and this is what I wanted to say was that you can kind of customize it to you, Mm -hmm. right? Like I just did a really, really tough Jess Sims 20 minute. I think it was a pop hip hop run and i like halfway through i was like oh my god like i need to either slow down or just right. like modify and i modified and, the, right. and that's the cool thing about the tread and the bike too of course but i feel like it's just more it's difficult on the tread to like for lack of a better phrase fake it till you make it right <laughs> you know like i agree that completely um, and we're doing great. And our listeners, whatever you're doing on your own respective fitness journeys, you're doing great. I don't know what you're doing, yes. but it's great. It's great. You're doing great. Now, Alex, something else I wanted to talk to you about. Much more important than health and fitness. Love it. I went to see Harry Styles in concert. I'm going tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. How can I get no, that? No, don't be embarrassed. He plays every night. So you would I assume know. I've already gone. Um. <laughs> You'll have to come back and obviously talk about your experience. Oh, a thousand percent. Are you excited? Gonna, I, I think it's going to be a whole episode. That's just yes. Uh, actually, maybe a whole podcast. <laughs> you know, yes. like a new. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, a whole its own podcast series. Uh, are you excited? I'm really excited. I yes. keep seeing everybody's stories and posts, and I'm, I am patiently waiting my turn. I think it's one of the last nights. It's like it the is. second to last night. So we'll see. Maybe we'll so, see something crazy. We'll we'll get so we'll save that for the future. I also want to not get into Taylor Swift's album announcement because we have to wait for Joe for that. Yes, Joe could be here tonight. 
but I, I better be on that episode. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Saying it to the public. <laughs> of course you're going to be on that episode. God has to have me back. Uh, I'll say this about October. I tweeted this recently. October 21st, Taylor Swift's Midnight's album comes out. October 28th, the Beatles revolver box set, which is, of course, one of my yes. favorite Beatles albums coming out. So good. So two weeks in a row of major, major music releases. And that's going to be awesome. And of course, it's Halloween time. That's going to be a, that's going to be awesome. Oh, my it's goodness. It's going to be a I great month. Wait. It just always works out that way. It's like when it rains, it pours. And this is good stuff. Yes. So tell no, me, Alex, what have you been listening to recently? Give me some highlights, please. Okay. I've totally been into Lizzo's new album. I don't know if that's a hot take. A lot of people I talk to are not fans of Lizzo. I love Lizzo. I, I think she's amazing. Um, I think her new album, to quote you, Scott, is a yes. vibe. Okay. Um, I'm seeing her in October. I'm super excited. I've also been in, very into Florence and the Machine. If you yes. haven't listened um, to her new record, it is brilliant, mm -hmm. as is every other record she's ever made. Seeing her Friday. Oh, you are? Wow, uh, big Very week. excited. Big, big week. Harry, Florence and the Machine. I guess I'll give you two more. The band Camino. Okay. Yes. You met them, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Super cool guys. Um, also a vibe and Maggie Rogers, her new album is killing. I listen to that album every day. Every I can day. confidently say mm -hmm. like pretty much every day. Wow. Um, and you and know you me, I'm a line, full, right? I'm a full album gal. So it's oh, just, yeah. it's just straight through. Um, yeah, I actually did see, I saw her album release show a few weeks ago, which was, where was that held? Amazing. Webster Hall. Okay. In New York. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, wow. No, you know what? I'll give you one more. I'm also in a very big Rufus Dassault mood, so okay. I, it's been it's been a journey this week. I guess I don't even know where to go with this stuff. I mean, this is uh, this is all great stuff. And look, I am not a huge Lizzo fan, but I say that here's what I would say: I will never judge anyone for liking whatever music they like, because to me, music is to be enjoyed by all. So, and I, I admit, I don't know much beyond her hit songs. So if you're telling, I trust your opinion on music. You're like, maybe you and Joe are like, you know, the partners in terms of who I trust the most when it comes to music. Well, I shouldn't oh say God. that actually. Wait, 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 no, no, no. wait, 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 wait. I got to, I got to clarify that. I don't want to offend my friends who I know listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, Scott, who I mentioned earlier and my friend, Dan, these are, also, two of my music gurus, Scott texted me recently with a Credence, Credence Clearwater Revival instrumental track I wasn't familiar with. I trust them 100%. You and Joe are, are also part of that category. And you're, of course, very right. familiar with a lot of modern music, too, which is unique. Because um, especially Joe and I, we're older. Not many people our age listen to current pop music. So. Not many people your age found the Jonas Brothers. So <laughs> that's I, I, We actually are going to... We keep saying this. We have to do a full Jonas Brothers episode because that would oh, honestly. Yeah. Um, I have that playlist already in the works. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm now thinking of all these Jonas tracks. To, Anyhow, to what I was saying is, you know, she may have a lot of songs I'm not familiar with that are really good. Because if you tell me that Lizzo is good, I believe it 100. percent Oh well, I'm honored, Scott. That's the best compliment ever. That's very, not, very nice of you. Thank you. <laughs> this, is, this is like And also you need to, yeah, I love this. Scott, you're great. Alex, you're great. Scott, you're great. 
So what were you saying? I'm sorry. Were you saying something else? Um, no, you need to add. We need to add new uh, new tracks to our our shared playlist. Our shared playlist on Spotify. Spotify. Absolutely. I loved that. It was it was rocking for a while. Well, we have a blend on Spotify where Spotify kind of generates its own playlist, and then you and I also we add like if there's a track I think you would like. I'm actually it's, I'm glad you mentioned that because I want to get back into that. Um, Definitely. Have you been listening to the Beatles recently? You know, I haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, I should I should listen tomorrow. I was in a, on a big Sgt. Pepper. Like it was on repeat a few weeks ago on, on my record player. Yes. I was playing it over and over again. And then I'm like, oh, I maybe shouldn't. I shouldn't play this final anymore. Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't been listening as much recently. Either. I find that I go through periods where like I listen a lot and I don't mm-hmm. listen a lot. And you need to kind of take those breaks. Um, I did recently read a book by the author Kid O'Toole. So the book is called Songs We Were Singing, Tours Through the Beatles' Lesser Known Tracks. And basically it was a series of articles about, like the title suggests, the lesser known Beatles songs. And that's kind of a weird thing because everybody, I shouldn't say everybody, but their songs are so immensely popular that even their less well-known songs are known by millions of people around the world. But it was interesting. It kind of taught me some stuff and made me think about songs in a new way. Like, for example, I'll give you tracks that would fall into this. Um, good Morning, Good Morning from Sgt. Pepper. Okay. Yep. Um, from the White Album. Everybody's Got Something to Hide Except Me and My Monkey. Savoy Truffle. Tracks like that. I mean, I'm kind of going, and Let It Be, Dig a Pony. I've got a feeling which has become a bigger song, but it's amazing because those are all great, great tracks. And yet a lot of people who are Beatles fans may not even know those songs. Right. Yep. Yeah. It's so crazy because I actually have a similar thought the other day. Like when I think back, like we, you know, like we have top of the chart songs where like, if you hear a pop song today, you're like, Oh, this is definitely going to make it to number one. Mm -hmm. And then you hear something like, like by the Beatles, obviously like a come together and you're like, yeah, of course this was number one. And then you hear something like off the beaten path by the Beatles. And you're like, wait, I love this song. This is totally like my number one track, but right. why didn't it hit back then? Um, it's true. I don't know. I, I always have, I always have thoughts like that, but, but that was interesting that you said that. Yeah. It, it's, it makes you think, and it kind of, you know, taking an artist like Harry Styles, for example, I wonder when he's in the studio and he records a song like late night talking, right? He has to know that song's going to be a hit. Like oh, absolutely. But then a song, let's another track from Harry's house. Let's take "Keep Driving." Right. That's in a way, it's a hit, not because it's a single, but it's because his fans love it. Right. It's but, so weird how things like that work. Yeah. Alex, I wanted to ask you also. Are you, I can't recall if we've talked about this. Are you a My Chemical Romance fan? I'm I I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think I can name like by name mm-hmm. one my chemical romance song, but I feel like if somebody played them, I would recognize it, right. if that makes sense. Yeah, they have some hit um, songs in the alt rock world. Right. Um, and I would wanna go. Like if I ever got tickets to see them, I would wanna go just because of the hype that yeah. I'm hearing. Um but yeah, I, I need to like really brush up on my my Ken knowledge. Yeah, we're we're fans. Uh, I think you would like them. Uh, the Black Parade is their most famous album and their most critically acclaimed. 
So I, I, I would probably start there. It's I'm going to write that down. <laughs> yeah. Black parade. And the reason I mentioned them specifically is because they just were playing in our area in a series of concerts. They have some shows coming up and they were in Brooklyn last night. And I read a review of their concert in the New York times and it was pretty good. There was some, you know, couple negatives, but nothing major. And, uh, the lead yeah. singer Gerard Way is now 45, which is the same age as Tom Brady. And I mean, I'm it's it's older than me. And I'm thinking, man, 45 to be on stage and, and, and doing those songs, right? But then again, you see that you see these rockers at all ages. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. We I mean, like you see Bruce Springsteen doing that. Yes. Ten nights in a row. Absolutely. For four hours of pop. <laughs> The other thing I wanted to mention to you when it comes to music is that the other day I was on TikTok. And by the way, the Stuff We Love podcast TikTok page is taking off. And we have some really good videos. I'm proud of how that's It's because out. of me. <laughs> I like but, all of them. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Um, but I was on TikTok and somehow came across an account that gives playlist recommendations for Spotify of playlists you may not like. She may, uh, This person makes their own playlists and promotes them on Spotify. And this podcast, this playlist she was promoting at the time was called Central Park. And it was all like great American songbooks. So people like Sinatra and Harry Connick and Bing Crosby, and Dean Martin. And the theme of it was like the description reads, this playlist is called Central Park. It's by a listener named Grace Galster. The description is cold weather, Fifth Avenue, hot coffee, twinkle lights, saxophone playing in the distance, pure bliss. I love it. I know. And you know what would be, you know what's so funny too? Like when you said it was called Central Park, those are the things that immediately popped in my head. I, yes. I don't know why. Like there's no rhyme or reason. I don't know. Maybe because of like the movie Elf. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> right. I, I, feel I, like I totally get it. It just kind of gives you this idea of like Central Park is only enjoyed in the winter slash fall. Exactly. Which is obviously not true, but it just is what I associate it with in my head. Well, it is a vibe in the fall and winter. There's no doubt about it. Is it is a vibe. And when I listen to that playlist, and I've been listening, like to, it's over four hours long, and it's great. And I know I'm a fan of the songs anyway outside the playlist, but it just made me think how many playlists are out there on Spotify that we don't even know about? Like if you and I knew about know about it, we would definitely like it and we would listen to it. I feel like right. there's so much that we're just missing out on because we don't know. There's I so know. It's playlists. like there are there is like an overflow of new content, playlists, everything, right? Like I, I don't even know where to start, which is yeah. why I feel like I always go back to the same albums, which is, is not even a complaint. Like I love what I listen to and I, I do branch out as you know, and I, I love listening to new things and I love the blend feature. Yes. Um, I think that was a really great way of incorporating new music into and like combining styles. Um, but yeah, like when I don't know what to listen to, like, do you ever get in that mood where you're just like, oh, I don't know what to listen to today? Happens all the time. I don't search for playlists like that, but I should. Yeah, it happens all the time. It's been happening recently. And it's almost like you, I don't know the right word to describe it, but it almost lessens your interest in listening to anything when you can't I know. figure out. So today, I mean, this actually happened today. I went to the coffee shop. I had coffee while doing work. And I'm like, what I want to listen to? I've listened to podcasts, like what I want to listen to music wise. And I'm like, you know what? I, I haven't listened to Smokey Robinson in a while. That was the artist I settled on. So I went and I went and I listened to Smokey Robinson. And I'm very glad I did. It was great. Cause I yeah, but it's almost like you just gotta say, okay, I'm gonna just choose an artist and listen to them. But it's hard. Right. You know what I mean? You're like, because you're thinking, 
oh, you know, I haven't listened to this artist in a while. I haven't listened to that. And I actually read an article about that recently. Before streaming, when people would have CD collections, let's say, it was a lot easier. Like you'd buy a CD, you would listen to it. Even if you weren't crazy about all the songs, you would just listen to it over and over again. I know I definitely did. And that was streaming. It's like you're going, picture like you're going into a theme park that has every ride in the world. Universal, Disney, Great Adventure, Busch Gardens, your local carnivals. And you're like, okay, what do I want to do? It's kind of like that with music. There's everything. Yeah. So it's very hard to choose. Yeah. It's yeah. like every episode of Stuff with a Podcast. Where do you go? I know. Where do you go? Probably a Taylor Swift episode. <laughs> Taylor Swift, Peloton, music. That's right. That's right. Um, Alex, All of the yeah, above if I'm on. Oh, yeah. The Alex episodes first, of course. Um, so we're starting to go a little long. Anything you want, else you want to talk about? I'll turn it over to you. Anything in the world? Any, just anything. What are your thoughts on the royal family right now? Oh, oh man. You and know no, I'm obsessed I, with the royal family. <laughs> I mean, you know that I am equally as obsessed with yes. the royal family. It's very interesting. And I'm actually glad you asked about this because I had forgotten this, but I even thought to myself, we should probably say a few words about the queen. So some very interesting things. I mean, the queen was 96 when she passed away. And that's a very full life. It's, of course, sad uh, whenever someone that age passes. At the same time, you're grateful for the full life that they had. When the queen died, even though she was 96, it still was shocking to me. Like I was, I knew she was ill. There was all this reports that, you know, what's going on. And then I was sitting down to lunch and my wife said to me, the queen died. And I had this like, oh man, reaction. Like, you can't believe it. She's such a constant in our society. And I think I've heard a lot of people say that they didn't expect to be so emotionally moved by her passing because she was 96. So it's not really a surprise, but people, it's hit them. And I think that's because of a few things. One, she, you know, the queen of England, I mean, for our entire lives and the lives of so many people. And also the world is crazy. Like uh, we have fun on the podcast here. I mean, look, we've talked about Peloton and music and that's great. We need this stuff more than ever because things are, there's a lot of bad stuff in the world. And the queen was like a constant source of comfort. And that's why, you know, I know some people criticize the Royal family and say it's outdated. It's, it's a tradition that's no longer needed. I mean, I'm not British, but if I was, I want that tradition to stay because it's a source of stability and continuity. Like it it yeah. brings comfort to the world. So I know we have more royals, you know, now we got King Charles and others, but there was something about the queen, which was very comforting. And the last thing I'll say before I turn it over to you and get your reaction is she seemed very cool. Like I've heard oh, yeah. so many stories. I mean, she was like a rock and roll queen. She met everyone from Frank Sinatra to the Beatles, to Lady Gaga, to Paul McCartney. Well, Paul McCartney's in the Beatles, of course. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> I should have, I, I, Surprise. Um, if you guys didn't know. And just her role in history. I mean, from a political perspective, she met Winston Churchill was her first prime minister she met with. That's fascinating. That's absolutely fascinating. So um, that's my gut reaction. How about you? I have to agree completely with everything that you just said. I think like politics aside and everybody thinking that, or some people thinking that it might be outdated. 
I think I was emotionally moved by her passing. Um, she was a total baddie. Like the pictures of her driving the Range Rover. I'm like, yeah. man, I want to be like that when I'm 96 years old. Totally. She was super cool and super hip. And I think, you know, I was talking to my mom about it with, I was talking to my mom about this the other day and, and my mom was like getting emotional about it. And she was like, I looked up to her when I was younger. She's like, mm. that's all I knew. And we're, we're of course not British and we don't live overseas, but my mom was like, it was just, she was just such a stable icon, like in society that it was really sad when she passed. Um, and it just kind of gave me an interesting perspective, but I am obsessed with the Royal family. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I was very sad when I heard the news, of course. Um, but yeah, she was a total icon. One of the things I was thinking to myself is why are Americans so interested in the Royal family? And I've heard some comment. This shows you how I really hadn't. I love no, it. Like I just sit in front of the TV for hours, <laughs> watch sports and news coverage. It's like, they're like, I, and I heard a commentator say that we do share a lot of similarities. And that got me thinking, well, yeah, that's really true. I mean, just look at music alone. We listen to British music all the time, whether it be, of course, the Beatles and countless other artists from the classic rock genre through to today, Harry Styles, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and then they listen to our music and we have, we like the same movies and we have a common language, of course, between the United States and England. It's so, you know, it, it definitely is tough. And I just also, I'm in awe of the tradition of it all. It's fascinating to watch the traditions unfold now that the queen has passed. I remember reading an article years ago about what would happen when the queen dies. And I remember specifically, it said that the announcers on the BBC change into black suits. And then the morning that the queen, we got word she was ill. The BBC website changed its banner to black. They had the announcers had changed into black. So I'm like, oh, that's not good. That's an indication that something bad is happening. Um, But there's such a tradition, even, of course, the royal weddings. It's just you sit there or we sit there, I should say. We sit there all day. And I'm kind of like, I just can't take my eyes off it. And the concept that, you know, you got Prince Charles, who is in his 70s and is now the king of England. It's just insane. And then, of course, William is behind him. And to think that one day William will be king and knowing that, like going through your life, knowing that one day they're going to be singing long or saying long live the king and, you know, God save the king. It's just I don't know how you. I I can't wrap my head around it. No. And I mean, I I watched William Kate's wedding like four o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the morning or whenever it was on here. And then to think like, yeah, he's going to be king. Yes. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I watched this dude grow up, even though you don't have no, obviously I have no relation. Um, and really, I don't even know why I'm so obsessed with them, but um, yeah, it's just crazy. It's yeah, so I think crazy. it's in a way it's celebrity, right? Like right. we love celebrity gossip and they are the ultimate celebrities, right? But it's more than that. It's just like, there's something fascinating about the whole tradition. If there was no Buckingham Palace and they lived in houses like we live in, we wouldn't be as fascinated with it. But when you see right. them on the balcony, and then of course there's all this Meghan Markle drama recently. And I get people are interested in that, but sometimes like sometimes I'll tell you this, like I read some of the headlines about the royal family and I can't even imagine having that attention on you. It's so so hard. I actually then I was thinking sure to myself. It's crazy. 
what do Americans say when they meet the king or the queen? Like, do you say, you don't say your majesty, right? Or do you? I think you do. And you have to do the bow or the curtsy. Well, listen, we're speculating. Let me just do this Google search. <laughs> yeah. I'm meaning to do. What do Americans say when they meet a king? Are you ready? I'm ready. Well, this was an article. If you if an American meets Queen Elizabeth, what do you say? And this is not one of those user fan, you know, like this is not a professional answer. This was written by uh, Scott from Jersey. So <laughs> I'll just say that the um, so you have to wait for the queen to talk to you and the American then addresses her as your majesty. And then for the duration of that conversation as ma'am, we're not subjects of the queen. So we don't we're not expected to bow or curtsy, but may wish to do so. And you bet your ass we would do that. <laughs> We would, if we ever met a royal family, we would do everything. We would absolutely. And I know I just cursed. I'm leaving it in there. I don't care. You have to. You have to. Absolutely. Um, and the you women know, can do a brief curtsy know. by bending the knees with one foot in front of the other. It's best practiced ahead of time. <laughs> you, you. <laughs> you it's got one of the greatest moments and stuff. We I love. will be, I would be, I would be practicing my curtsy for days, weeks. So we definitely would, or you would practice the curtsy. I would, I would, oh man, that would be amazing. Um, Can you imagine if you curtsy by accident instead of taking like a little bow? That's something Joe and I would do. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. Um, there's something else about the, the, the Royal family. I was going to say, what was it? That. Oh, oh I have a fun say. fact about the Royal family. Please. Well, actually not even about the Royal. Well, yeah. Um, I remember Beanie Babies. Of course i have the original princess diana bear wow yeah i mean i stored it away but i have it in my possession mm. um and i'm obsessed with it it used to be on my bookshelf until it fell one day and the dog tried to eat it so oh. now it's now it's away gotta keep it safe <laughs> you know i gotta um, i gotta protect it do you watch the crown on netflix i don't because you know what's interesting i actually mm -hmm. as obsessed with the royal family as I am, I am not a fan of like British TV shows. Interesting. And I understand what you're saying. I would actually just encourage you to check it out because it's way better than I thought it would be. And I want to tell you about a scene in the crown, which I like, I saw this years ago and has stuck with me because I find it so fascinating. So it deals with Elizabeth as she's becoming queen. And of course, she was a princess first. So the king has died. She has become queen. And there's a, and throughout the show, you see her talking to her sister and her mom. And it's like a family. They're just sitting talking. So after she becomes queen, there's a scene where she's walking in the hallway at Buckingham Palace. And her, I believe it was her mom and her sister were walking towards her. And she's now the queen. And they saw her and they curtsied to her. That's right. Didn't she become queen overnight? Like, didn't didn't the king pass so, away? So yes, the king seat? passed away, and as soon as the like, just here, just like here, Charles became king immediately, even though he hasn't been officially coronated yet. So, right. But I mean, just think wow. about that. That would be like if we were the royal family and you were my sister. <laughs> Somehow you were older than me and became queen. <laughs> I would have to, like, I couldn't talk to you like this. <laughs> this gets better and better. <laughs> but. The truth is, I mean, Queen Legend, I mean, one of the most admired 
people in the world, one of the most admired women in the world, someone that we both had tremendous respect for. Um, I, th- I think she's going to, I know she's going to be missed tremendously and just a role model, I think for people everywhere, regardless of your background, yeah. just um, in terms of being kind, patient and comforting. I mean, just unbelievable stuff. Like I heard a story about the queen the other day where she was meeting with a group of Holocaust survivors. And from what I understand, she really stuck to her schedule. Like she didn't linger if she had, cause she had stuff to do, but here she was meeting with survivors and they were telling her their stories and she stayed and she stayed and listened to everyone, you know, wow. and just, uh, you know, she'll, she'll definitely be missed. Um, and it's fascinating. Yeah. Like when the queen died, I thought to myself, this is a moment in history. Like this day is a historical day. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Great conversation. That was the best ever. Um, so and now fat. we're going to have to learn how to curtsy. <laughs> Scott as well. That was that was a great conversation. <laughs> Anyhow, um, let's let's do things in a little bit of a reverse order. I'll give the now the mention of where people can find the podcast, and then we'll conclude with another. Just let's think of a stuff we love recommendation. So I'll tell the listeners where to find us. You can find Stuff We Love Podcast on Twitter at Stuff We Love Pod, Instagram at Stuff We Love Podcast. You can write to us, Stuff We Love Podcast at gmail.com. Our website is Stuff We Love Podcast.podbean.com. Join us on TikTok. Join us on YouTube. You can see some videos from my trip this summer. And um, that's where you can find us. So, uh, Alex, give, give our listeners a Stuff We Love recommendation. Oh, my gosh. This is where I always hesitate. Um, give uh, can I can okay, I direct give, you to one? Yes. Give our listeners your favorite Harry Styles track of the moment. Oh, hands down, music for a sushi restaurant. I love it. So yeah, that's my stuff. We love. Thank you, Scott. Absolutely unbelievable song. Great album opener. Never gets Brilliant. old. Love the horns. Love the way he scat sings in the song. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm amazing. Amazing. Um a stuff we love recommendation. You gave a song. I'm gonna give a song, okay? Yes. The song is by Silk Sonic, and it is called Put on a Smile. Okay. I recently got the vinyl of their album from Target. It was a Target exclusive edition. I've I've listened to this album for a long time on Spotify, and uh, it's a great track. I just love this song. Put on a smile. It's like I think track eight on the album. Great song. That's my recommendation. I love it. Writing it down for the usual. <laughs> Learn to curtsy. <laughs> Put Learn on a to smile. curtsy. Listen to Silk Sonic. All right, 100%. so let's go around the table one more time. I am Scott. I'm Alex. Alex, take us out. And this is the Stuff We Love podcast.